As we proceed through the late part of the season, one thing has become shockingly clear. This is the darkest of the timelines. This is the push-off. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Push Off Podcast. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's... Dan forged COVID vaccine list right. That's right, Dan. Um, So we're back for... Uh, another week here of the Push Off Podcast. You know, you got to cover everything. We got every inch of this season. It's It's been a long one, and uh, obviously for me, this was a taxing one. This was one where um, the, the, the stuff I set up for the week uh, to get ready for this show and the things I do for, you know, each week for picking the games and stuff like that for the season, there was less of a sparkle on it this week in particular for for myself what what happened <laughs> well we'll get there i guess <laughs> i don't really have any news it's a big week of uh games so we can jump in we can we can talk about all of them as we go cuz that one will be did, near the Scott, top did something did something terrible happen to the vikings you watched uh, Thursday with the Cowboys uh, win in Nola, and then just kind of tuned out the rest. <laughs> yeah, is everything like, is everything okay? I mean, the Vikings beat the Lions, right? Everything is fine. We <laughs> we 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 strive on. No, let's let's just jump into the games. Why not? We're gonna have yeah. some fun talking about each and every game. We'll be there. We'll get there. Uh, but uh, it's not game of the week because it doesn't matter. It does not matter in the grand scheme of life. No, game of the week. Let's talk about Ravens-Steelers first, Dan. That's oh, yeah. where I want to start. It was a one-point decision. We got this week that this is Ben Roethlisberger's last dance. Thank whatever sort of deity or whatever sort of energy controls the universe because <laughs> I'm fucking done with all the Ben Roethlisberger offseason bullshit. We talked about this two years ago. I'm like, you can go. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you know, when you have a guy like Mason Rudolph, who you take in the second round, whenever you take a guy in the first, second, or third round, that's an heir apparent. You know, yeah. that's an heir apparent. Whatever you have. Like, Jordan Love is the heir apparent in Green Bay. What, you know, if he sits on the bench for another six years... You know, he probably won't be on Green Bay much longer. But, but Mason Rudolph isn't, though, right? He, You're not saying he's no. going to be for Pittsburgh. Okay. But he, he was, was supposed to be. Yeah. He was, he was drafted as the heir apparent. He's been yeah. groomed to be such. It's not going to work. I mean, you know, the problem is that we saw when we were scouting him haven't been corrected. So you wonder how much work he's actually putting in um, yeah. because his his mechanics are still kind of shit. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm just glad to be done with Big Ben. I'm glad that the... That draft class with Eli and, you know, Big Ben and, and Phillip Rivers, we're done with it now. 
Um, we can move on from that draft class. It was a very good draft class for quarterbacks. Those are three likely Hall of Famers. Uh, the one with the least chance to get in, strange enough, Phillip Rivers. Yep. Yeah, because he never won the, the big game. But uh, never got one. No, that was, you're all right. Those three huge success. Uh, I just like this story because it kind of if if it's taking away the shine from if it's Aaron Rodgers' last one, then I'm then I, I'm enjoying it a little bit more. Like, <laughs> ha ha, somebody else taking it. Um, you're right. I assumed it was Roethlisberger's last year. Oh, yeah. uh, so this is just, yeah, him kind of, I don't know, leaking it to get the team behind him more to kind of get that, that focus on the Steelers who are m- middling around the bubble of the AFC right now. But this was a big win to segue it back to the, the win, um, versus the Ravens. Um, it was, uh, you know, Harris had his usual, but Deontay Johnson is becoming a star in the yes. NFL. Um, he and and coming in as a rookie, I think we liked him, but to it was a it was a very busy Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver core when he came in. And look, he's he's made himself uh, rise to wide receiver one. And I'm impressed with him. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, last year the talk of the world was Chase Claypool and everything he right. was doing. Uh, but quietly, Deontay Johnson has turned into one of, I would say, top 15 wide receivers in the league right now. Uh, just yeah, in terms of consistency, hands, like, you know, turning targets into catches. That's, yeah, Deontay Johnson has been fantastic. Ben Roethlisberger has a very impressive, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, that he's got a very impressive cast of weapons right now. Najee Harris looks like one of the better rookie runners in the league right now as well. Yeah. Um, and Roethlisberger in this game didn't have a bad one, but you could still tell that like he looks fucking slow. He's making decisions slow. He's throwing slow. He can't run fast. There's, you know, he got very lucky <laughs> at the end of this game that this was not a Baltimore win, uh, because mm-hmm. a Baltimore win would have kind of been a tombstone for Pittsburgh, um, at least in their division um, at five five and one, or sorry five six and one. But uh, six five and one, you're still right back in this thing, buddy. Uh, it was Ravens' lead through most of it, 7-3 at the half, 10-3 into the third, into the fourth. It was 13-9. to The uh, the Steelers missed a extra point early and were playing catch-up kind of that way. So um, they, they kind of take the lead, and then the Ravens go down at the end and get the touchdown. Do you agree with the point, two-point conversion to go for it? I, I do. I did at the time. You're on the road. You can really yep. take Go the gas out of the stadium. Go for the win. And after the game, I'm, I've been on record. I think John Harbaugh is one of the better coaches in the NFL. Yeah, and Harbaugh was very specific about why he went for it. He said, our secondary injuries were devastating to us, and I didn't think we were going to be able to handle another offensive drive by Pittsburgh. That's right. Turns he lost out, Humphrey. Yeah. Humphrey now out for the year. So <laughs> with that consideration in mind going hey let's just fucking end this thing here so that they don't get another drive on us we don't have to stress our secondary anymore that makes even more sense i thought it was a good decision without that with yeah. that as a consideration i think it's a no-brainer and they had the play they had the play he had you know, andrews yeah he was he had just andrews. there just out of his reach a little bit extra pressure yeah. and you know that pressure tj watt is a fucking menace dude i mean the guy has missed two games and he's still leading the nfl in sacks that's nuts Healthy T.J. Watt is yeah, entirely different. That's 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 huge. So, um, move on from there. Yeah, but the yeah the Ravens uh, in this one the whole time hung around in it. Uh, they kind of have this uh, 
history of kind of playing to to their well this was a divisional game i'll give it that uh steelers knew him pretty well they kept jackson somewhat in the pocket he led the team in rushing again but uh 55 yards eight carries he he did most of it through the air he threw 37 times uh so i think they yeah they just kind of kept him off solid ground and that was the road the road went uh issue for the ravens the ravens are continuing on the road to cleveland we talked about this just last week where ravens beat the browns and then play the browns right after the browns come back from a bye week so boom here we go again they obviously took care of them pretty easily round one round two this much quicker but the browns with two weeks off and in the dog pound dan who gets it i'm actually going to give this one to cleveland um it is a rested Cleveland team. All the running backs should be ready in their stable. Not, you know what? Actually, as I'm saying this right now, I forgot how fucked up Baker Mayfield is. No, yeah. I'm still going with the Ravens. As bad <laughs> as that secondary is, if Baker Mayfield isn't healthy enough to attack it, it doesn't matter. And I don't right. think he is right now. So, yeah, the running game, really strong, but the, the running game was pretty strong the last time they played, and that didn't seem to affect it. So I'm still going to go Baltimore. Uh, a tighter game than last time, but still a Baltimore oh, yeah. win. Yeah, I agree too. I th- I think the Ravens are are better set up here uh, for a win. This one will really hurt the Browns, kind of backbreaking for the for a chance in the playoffs in this in this uh, conference. I think, but uh, yeah, so they need it, and they need it more than than the Ravens do. But uh, Ravens coming off of a tough loss in Pittsburgh, I don't think they let that happen again. I think they know the Browns a little bit better, and they get the win. Uh, but I agree with you; it's going to be much tighter than than what happened week twelve. Okay, well, we're already here. Vikings 27, Lions 29. Uh, Lions get their first win of the season. Um, there's a lot of feelings here, Dan, so let me break it down for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this sucks. Um, I, you know, initially it, there was embarrassment, truly, because you think of these, these losses, and uh, I think you can think of, like, other ones. I remember, you know, Browns having you know oh yeah they beat the ravens or something in an overtime huge win kind of thing that's their first win after losing 12 in a row or something so you think of that and you you remember the teams that that uh, that give out that that first win to these to these you know historically bad teams i don't i never thought the lions were that historically bad you know um even them winning this game if i separated myself as a vikings fan and go congratulations lions you know, good good for you. You, if I wasn't a Vikings fan, I would have been there cheering for them on that yes. last drive with everyone else. Yes, I'm. Yeah, everyone else, I would have been there too. But I was instead, you know, in a fetal position, just hoping for this thing to end. One play here, one play there. Uh, when I was, when I yeah, when growing up, I I remember where you know, a third and ten on the last drive where all you need to do is have them turn over on downs was like. This is monumental. I don't expect them to get 10 yards and even two plays. But that's not... I don't have that feeling anymore. That has left me. These Vikings uh, are to a point now where when the defense needs the stop, it's it's like, well, look, it might happen, but it's going to come down to where they have a very strong chance of getting it too. We want a 50-50 chance here at the end. And that's what it's been. And it's been it every week. Um, this one shouldn't have been the Lions rep 20 to six at the half. They could have put us away if they were a better team too. Yeah. But, uh, 
they put they did a lot of fourth and shorts and gave us you know turnovers and stuff like that just as we did them so this was it was an ugly game between two sides of the side we lost Jefferson or we lost uh, Thielen so early that Jefferson went off for a career day 182 yards and 11 catches he hasn't he that's that's his best he's ever done in his short career and uh he's had a good career you're right and he's had a pretty good career so um I can say that uh the Vikings defense was playing a lot of backups again but the Lions were having undrafted you know players that never caught touchdowns catch touchdowns in this game so what's good for the goose my man <laughs> I mean it sucks it's um it's it come I think it's got to come down to coaching because I haven't disagreed a lot with the talent that's on the field even when the the good players are hurt the backups should be able to re- be ready to play and to put up a, a, a good effort and some of them did I thought like Blake Lynch our undrafted uh linebacker that's been showing up since last year everybody got hurt had a good game he had a strip sack in this game um and uh things like that so there's youthful guys there but they're not playing as a full team they're losing people and it was a it was a rough one and it it's ended my my hopes for you know any sort of thing this season even if you won out the last five and became like the hottest team in the league it's like yeah but you lost to the 0 and 10 lions you always have that been there so i don't ex- i don't expect anything more this season pressure's off i think i said this you know week six but hey it's really it's really relaxed me now well i hate to do this to you but i promised this would happen if you lost to the lions i'm fully I ready place, i must place a tombstone upon the heads of the Minnesota Vikings. It's too tough. You talked about their last, you know, their next couple games to end the season. They got to play the Rams and the Packers on the back end of this schedule. Uh, Both teams that will be jockeying for, you know, number one in the NFC position. So um, that doesn't mean I'm not picking them this week. It just means that they'll be in those games too. They'll be in those. The the Vikings, the saddest thing about the Vikings is I don't think the Vikings are going to get blown out for the rest of the year. Right. I don't no, think they're going to get blown out haven't. for the rest of the year. I don't think they're a bad team, but as is tradition, they are a snake bit team that at the worst possible moments, something fucking terrible happens. In this case, ch- the terrible thing was Jared Goff scoring a touchdown. We lamented with the Lions and Lions fans when uh, the 66 yarder went in from Tucker. You know, that should have yeah. been a Lions win. There are so yeah. many opportunities down the line that should have already been Lions wins, and they didn't get them this year. And that sucks. And as a Lions fan, I know you lived through all that thing, and, and it was awful. But let's switch Let's switch shoes, Lions fans. Hey, hey, work with me here, buddies. <laughs> uh, Dan, you can do it too, if you, if you can think of it. Put yourself in in the shoes of a Vikings fan for a second, folks. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sorry, because the nightmare might continue for a bit, but you can go back to whatever, you know, dream team you're, you're actually in. And uh, think of how I've lived this season, and everybody else has. And then, th- you know, think it through and tell me if if the Lions, the 1-10-1 Lions fans have had it worse this season, or the now 5-7 and seven Vikings fans have had it worse this season. Oh, Vikings. It's not even close. It's the whole, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. But I, yeah. I, you know, the argument is no, love and loss sure does suck. Get your hopes up, tear that heart out each and every week. <laughs> There's, uh, I think, 
one of my favorite quotes. I think we've quoted Men in Black way too often for it a is Men in Black podcast. though. Yeah, but he goes, well, you know, they say better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And he just looks at him and he goes, "Try it." Yeah, and it really is like it's a very simple Tommy Lee Jones, very laconic in his delivery there. But it's like, yeah, try that. Yeah, tell me, tell me how it feels to really love and really fucking lose, and I will tell you that there is nothing fucking worse in the world. If this is obviously hyperbolic. If right. one of my children died and someone had the temerity to say to me, well, better to have loved and lost, I guarantee you that person wouldn't be standing <laughs> in the next five fucking seconds. I would drop that motherfucker so fucking quick you have no idea because <laughs> that sort of shit is insane. Yeah. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings season is not equivalent to the loss of a child. No, no, but no. You know, on the scale, one's a ten, one's a seven. Uh, but this, I I want to get away from the sadness of the Minnesota Vikings because that's going to drag out. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the joy of a guy we've been rooting for. Yeah. Obviously not Jared Koff. <laughs> Dan Campbell. So fucking happy to see Dan Campbell get a win because it means that he might be the coach next year when they actually have some talent join the roster. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell looked like a man who had who gained another five years back on his life uh, at the end of this game. The team rallied around him. All the players seemed to really like him. Uh, the fact that they dedicated this game to the Oxford High School, you know, yeah. victims of the Oxford High School shooting. Sometimes I think we forget about that. That that really can, like, we talk about bulletin board material. That's obviously not something the Vikings did, but that's bulletin board material for the Detroit Lions. Like, hey, this is a fucking Detroit school. Like, our community's hurting. What can yeah. we do to help them in a small way? And obviously it doesn't heal the pain of a mass shooting, but it's something. It's something stupid. And that stadium was fucking full. That stadium no, was full well, of people. you're right, until the end. Yeah, um, right until the I end. Was told, I was told there was a lot of streaming out when Jefferson caught that touchdown. They just... And I, I don't, you don't blame them. I don't assume yeah. that they're going to let off drive down the field. But I agree with you. Um, it when you have something that devastating happen that that local to you, and it's you know you can get your geography. It wasn't in Detroit, but it was sure nearby. Yeah. And that you're right. It doesn't. You you don't focus in on that. So I didn't realize it either until they were in the game and they're like, yeah, everybody's wearing the the stuff in pregame and stuff like that. I was like, oh. I guess that's true. This was, yeah, and it's ah, very fresh, and all of the junk coming out of that is just awful. So, good job, Dan. We moved from one sad thing of the Vikings to mass shootings. You're gonna cheer it up with (laughs) not only this. This might be an all-time ego boo or you know mood booster. We talked about child death. We talked about (laughs) uh, school shootings, and we talked about the Minnesota Vikings. So, and the Detroit Lions. This has been a real depressing five minutes. Let's move on. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, Thursday night football. Hey, football just it washes away with a brand new week, and it does it immediately because once again we are a week late for this <laughs> for this podcast. So what, guys? Sue us. You're getting one. Uh, Steelers at Vikings is kicking off tonight. If you're listening mm-hmm. to this as we air, um, Steelers at Vikings. Minnesota gets a game at home. Uh, I'll pick first, Dan. Um, I'm. I don't feel confident picking the, my Vikings here, even at even at home. Short week, a lot of injuries. Thielen ain't playing. They say Cook is questionable. I don't see how when he gets carted off uh, like that. So yeah. I, I think this is a bet. 
I'm glad we're at home because we've talked about these Thursday games and teams not being ready. I mean, Steelers played um, actually later in Sunday and a tighter game. Well, not even tighter. It was, they both played pretty tight to the end. Um, I think the Steelers coming off this win feel uh, rejuvenated. I think the Vikings are feeling like, you know, the why try kind of feeling. I think that's what we're going to end up seeing and the fans might turn on this kind of quick. I think you might hear some some boo birds on Thursday. I'm actually going to flip it a little bit. I'm going to say the short week with Minnesota suffering a really, really bad loss. I think at this point Zimmer knows he's done. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to start seeing a bunch of wild shit from the Vikings. And I think they are going to try to win this one at home, throwing wild fucking haymakers at the Steelers, and the Steelers won't be ready for it. I'm actually picking a Vikings win here on Thursday night. Okay. And it could happen, and they're going to be in it. That's the thing. Uh, until we see them like get blown out, um, that yeah. will be the game where you're like, oh, everybody's quit, and the, and the team's quit, and everything like that. You haven't seen it yet. They haven't quit, nope. and, and there's no guarantee that Thiel- Thielen, that uh, Zimmer is really gone after this year. Uh, They're a game and a half out of the playoff spots with five to go. Right, right. They could they could get hot and honestly make a run here, but after what you saw, you can't believe it. And it's been that all season. You know, Dan's favorite line here, when somebody shows you what they are, believe them, like – uh, everybody's kind of made that argument for the Vikings all season long. Well, you know, they're just a couple of wins away from this, and, well, you know, they're a couple of losses away from this. Yes, but what they are are a team that will get you about there, and then coaching will fumble this thing to a point where maybe it'll fall in your arms, the win, and maybe it won't. And it's and that's where we're at. And yeah. ooh, it's It's been a long, long season for that. Hey, let's do some primetime games from this week. Ooh. There were a couple of good ones. Uh, well, I want to start with the one from Sunday night where the Chiefs won. They beat the Broncos 22-9. to uh, Chiefs kind of in control of this one. It was a kind of a yawner. It could have maybe be argued a two-minute no offense because it was a lot of field goals just uh, to put away. Um, Chiefs start running up touchdowns like they have been in the past, but they controlled this one. Um Take the win. I I liked though to give the Broncos some credit. Javante Williams in this one, he oh. was the the only back, and he's like, I can be lead. Hey, watch me be lead, and he did it that night. I was very mad that I wasn't able to pick up Javante Williams in uh, free agency and fantasy this week. That yeah. really would have helped. Um, I I will say this for the Broncos. I think if this wasn't Andy Reid coming off a bye, I think the Broncos win this game. They could have. The I know the score is twenty two to nine, but you know you made the point. This was not like oh the fucking Chiefs are blowing them out. The Chiefs were getting body blows levied on them by the Broncos drive after drive after drive. Devontae Williams was always finding space on the outside. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't really pushing the ball downfield, but they were they weren't bad. You know the Chiefs still don't look like they're at the height of their powers, and it looks like the Broncos were really dialed in to stop them. The Broncos just kind of ran out of talent uh so to speak their I offense mean, isn't there you're right their defense was there and they kept bending but not breaking to these chiefs but their offense couldn't answer the the calls yeah a, a good quarterback i'm not this is not a knock on teddy bridgewater he's fine but he's yeah. he's a backup who has been thrust into a starter role a really good quarterback in denver denver is a playoff team no doubt about it yeah Teddy Bridgewater in Denver, they might be a playoff team. They just could have gotten that thing done. 
Denver would yeah, yeah, be much better, right? So Denver is playing the Lions this week. It's it's Detroit going two mile high. Yeah. Is this a is this a win streak, Dan? Are we seeing a win streak? No, no, no. <laughs> this is uh this is just the start of another losing streak for the Lions. Oh. Uh yeah, I, I I think it'd be very, very difficult for the Lions to to pick up a win here because the Broncos lost a road division game. That is not the same as being ready to lose to the Lions, the Lions traveling across the country to play in mile high. Um, I would be shocked with the Lions win here. Um, This is going to sound macabre. Unless there's another school shooting in the Detroit area, and then maybe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Move it along. (laughs) Sorry. There's, There's no... There's no like moral boost that would get the fucking Lions over the top, I guess. Yeah. Uh you know, you know, unless Detroit water is suddenly declared safe to drink. I don't know. Again. Okay. I, listen, this has been a very hostile podcast. Yes, it has. Settle down. Um I'm taking Denver as well. Uh, uh, gosh, Teddy Bridgewater, they were running Mike Boone out of the backfield, yeah. our front office guy. They they're kinda like becoming Vikings too. Um there's always been those teams, you know, that take off the the players that you used to have on your team. They start collecting them because they they know some of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Denver in this one, and and I like the Broncos to get that win. Let's move on. Let's talk about another good one from Sunday. Uh, the Washington Football Team somehow keeping this win record going. The win streak continues. They beat the Raiders. I don't know if you're following the uh, the, the the Vegas coin that was flipping for the Raiders on Reddit or whatever. They beat that. That said the Raiders were going to win. Couldn't stop this football team in Heineke. Well, Gibson. Gibson had the good game. 111 total from a scrimmage and a touchdown. Washington sneaks it by. 17-15. Because Vegas can't get a two-pointer. Vegas can't get a two-pointer. There was no Darren Waller. Um, and Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs was held to be pretty fucking ineffective. Washington played a good game against these Raiders. The fact that they went across the country to play a really good game against these wa- these Vegas Raiders is more surprising to me. Is it scary? Um, is it scary? No. <laughs> I am I am in no way, shape, or form scared of the Washington football team. <gasps> he said it. No, not at all. And it's great because they're like, we want Dallas. I'm like, great. Well, you get <laughs> us this week, so fucking buckle up, suck nuts. It's it's time to <laughs> yeah, time to eat shit. I hate Washington. I hate them so much. Um, like I said, I I hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. But I hate the Eagles because they've been good. I hate the Washington football team like a blood rival. Hmm. I hate them like a blood rival. I want nothing but bad shit to happen to them all the time. And I'm fucking really mad at Vegas for losing this game because yeah, it, it makes Washington confident, which is something they should never, ever feel. I can't wait for the Cowboys to get win number nine against this fucking joke franchise. Looking at the notes here, I guess I I made it that it was a two point conversion that failed it, but no, that was that was earlier in the game. It was uh, fourteen to twelve at that point. So they Raiders actually took a lead, right? Yeah, with the field goal to make yep. it fifteen to fourteen, and then Washington jumped back. So yeah, it was trading off field goals at the end. Carr's uh, hail mary did go about sixty five yards in the air, though. That looked impressive because he threw that. Dude's got a fucking arm, man. Yeah, the other side forty got at least to the line, uh, but uh, no good. 
Washington football team, though, is losing Logan Thomas for the season. I don't think that's going to be as impactful. I know he was their leading receiver in this game, but, you know, it's there's still Terry McLaurin. There's, there's still players on this team. Logan Thomas was kind of a matchup nightmare. The former Virginia Tech quarterback, Logan Thomas, uh, who's mm-hmm. had a, a hell of a strange second half of his career. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I Like I said, no one on Washington scares me right now. They just fucking don't. Um, Antonio Gibson doesn't scare me. Taylor Heineke doesn't scare me. Nobody on this offense fucking scares me. And I think if Dallas can get their running game in shape, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, they just keep stacking up wins, though. It's kind of surprising right now. Um, since my Vikings are uh, laying the big old egg at this end part of the season, I think this last spot for the NFC is up there for somebody in the East. I think it's Washington or Philly, and one of them might grab this here because both of them don't, they don't seem hapless like they did this point last year. And Washington did get on the, the hot streak to make it, you know, to win the division, take it last year. But this one is going to take a little bit better. It's going to take a little bit more this season. So uh, excited to see where these teams finish. The Raiders. Why not the Falcons? <laughs> why not the Falcons? That's a good question. Why not the Falcons? Well, because they're the Falcons. Um, the Raiders are going to Kansas City. They're playing the Chiefs this week. Poor Raiders. They get their big win against the Cowboys, and then they, they fucking lose a game they absolutely should have had against Washington. If they had beat Washington soundly, I maybe would have taken them over the Chiefs. Not a chance uh, right now. I think the Chiefs are going to wrap up this division this week. Yeah, I feel like we thought the Raiders had a pretty good chance the last time they were coming up against the Chiefs because that was earlier in the season when the Raiders had it going. And 41-14, to 14, Chiefs won it in Vegas. So I ain't yeah. picking uh, Raiders to, to flip it on them this time, uh, even though Andy Reid didn't get his bye week this time. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Kansas City. Kansas City seems almost all the way back. I say almost all the way back. Sometimes guys will disappear or uh, – yeah, not getting in the end zone. So we'll see where the Chiefs end up. But I feel like when, when the big games start happening, there's a lot of players that have been there before and they're going to know how to play. So I they I think they're going to be back. All right, Dan. Cowboys-Saints, this was Thursday. You can kind of give me an idea of how it felt to watch one of these Thursday night games and, and, and <laughs> try to feel something for them. Your Cowboys had the good lead 13 to 7 at the half and then controlled the second half to the 27 to 17 win. Um I will tell you this. The Cowboys got one of the more favorable bad calls I've seen all year. Mm. There and it, honestly it changed the complexion of the game completely. Um there was a play where we had a free runner who, you know, looked like he was about to tee off on Taysom Hill and a tight end came back, you know, picked him up, picked up the blitz, and they called him for an illegal blindside block. Oh, yes, and I remember this. It was such horseshit. It was such horseshit. But by the letter of the law, if you block someone towards your own end zone, that's why it's an they... illegal blindside block. Yeah. It was complete bullshit. It stopped New Orleans on a pretty decent drive, um, you know, moving forward. And basically just, yeah, I mean, it was it was like the first play of their drive. It was a huge pass. It was 11 yards. It was first down, getting them out from behind, like, you know, the New Orleans fucking five. And then, mm. boom, right on back. It was fucking brutal. 
led to a punt that led to a Dallas touchdown that was basically kind of the end for them. Um, and then we, we really held on uh, for the fourth quarter. It was like 27 to 10 at that point. And, uh, yeah, at that point there was no coming back. Taysom Hill's hand was destroyed early in this game um, and couldn't throw the ball. Man, he was running like a fucking truck. Yeah, uh, that kid was that kid was fun to watch. He was not. It was not fun to watch him throw. That was pretty disgusting. But it was fun to watch him run around. So uh, it's like a less charismatic Tim Tebow. Uh, he threw two touchdowns. He threw four interceptions. But he also ran for over a hundred yards in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it became just a, almost like watching somebody playing out of uh, um, Wildcat, like hike run. And sometimes there was like a, a, a boot out throw or, or something going on there. But what's weird is that, uh, you know, he still threw it 41 times. Um, and he's, you know, you could argue not a full on quarterback, whereas, you know, Mac Jones throws it for three, three times. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. It's just a wild week, Dan. It's a wild week where anybody can play quarterback or pretend to play quarterback. <laughs> I, I will say this, watching this Dallas defense, we are basically Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore away from having everybody we thought we'd have at the beginning of the season, and yeah. they're coming back this week. So I have a fully ready-to-go Dallas Cowboys defense that is getting turnovers in buckets. Um, you know, Diggs had another one. Uh, fucking Curse had one. It was yeah. Everybody was getting picks in this game. Taysom Hill was just kind of giving them out like candy near the end of it. Um but this Dallas defense gets turnovers, and I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> you guys have Washington this week. You're going to the nation's capital, though. Um, I mean, if there was a place you know, that you guys play at that could trip you up in this division, maybe it's at Washington you know, in their crappy field. But uh, well, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts in this one? Uh, my thoughts are we, uh, we skull fuck Washington, uh, stomp them out, destroy any last vestiges of hope they have in their season of being a legitimate playoff contender. And uh, hopefully Dan Snyder is so disappointed by what he sees on the field that he puts a gun in his mouth and blows his brains out. You know, because this NFL season is, you know, got that extra game, such a weird schedule, (laughs) all this odd stuff going on. You've got Washington and them again in this last five weeks. Uh, We play Chicago that spot. Um, I, I see these teams, Dan, in my head. You you brought up how you think of Washington. I, I see the Bears the same way, you know, the blood rival ones where you just wish hatred on everything that happens to them. Uh, so, hey, I'm going to hope for you guys get that get that win over your hated rivals this week. I got your Cowboys as well on the road winning. Uh, you know, that's just a thank you for taking my Vikings here on this Thursday. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, hey, everybody, let's take a break. Uh, there was a lot of hate in the first half, so the second half's going to be all love and sunshine, I'm sure of it. Uh, when we return the two-minute no offense and all the rest of the games, thank you so much for joining us for the push-off. Like that, you wanna try that? It's like a flashback. So shake your ass crack. I got the boss to rock the saucer, funk a blueser, any groove to make your move, cause taking you to another landscape is my mandate. 
I'm highly animated, even though I'm decomposing. So if your feet is frozen, I'ma die to see you open. rhyme and the DJ spin. I want y'all to just get down. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We return, which means it's time for the ever-famous two minutes. No offense. Because no offense, if you find yourself in this section of the program, you are who we thought you were. Um, and that is probably either a good team or a bad team, or maybe it's just, uh, you know, sentimentality returning because it's Cardinals Bears. <laughs> you want to crown them? Crown their ass. Yeah. They, are, they are who we thought they were. Let them off the hook. Um, yes, yeah, start the clock, Dan, because we put four games in here. These games, you're right, are these teams are who we thought they were, so that's what makes it easy to go fast. So let's yeah. go fast. And turbo go. Colts shut out the Texans in their house, 31 nothing. Yeah, I literally can't even tell you about this game because I didn't even bother to watch it because it's fucking 31 to 0 and we knew that was going to happen. I was like, yep. yeah, the I was like, well, maybe if the game's, you know, tight. Nope, 31 to 0, don't need to see that game. Don't need to know that the Texans are awful. Don't need to know that the Colts are good. I I'm okay. It was 14 nothing at the half, and then the Texans like, nah, we won't even show up for the second either. <laughs> um, they are eliminated from the playoffs. I think oh. they are the first team actually eliminated from the playoffs. Thank goodness. The Dolphins beat the Giants at home 20-9. to Yeah, not a great game. I mean, this was going to be Dolphins. I thought they should have won by more. I mean, this is a Mike Glennon yeah. fucking game. Uh, you you shouldn't even be within two touchdowns if it's a Mike Glennon game. Dolphins defense looked really really good. Uh, Giants offense looked really really bad, but this was not surprising. I know that yeah, it's tough to find players, you know, in the world that can play the position of NFL quarterback. But God damn it, if we have to watch another Mike Glennon game, what <laughs> what are you doing to us? Why do we have to do that? Two of those on, on a hot streak. Dolphins keep it going. Good job, Dolphins. The Rams beat the Jaguars at home 37-7. to Yeah, uh, also didn't watch this game. No need to. There were a couple. I, I watched some highlights of this one. Uh, a couple really, really nice plays by Odell Beckham. Um, yeah. it, was, it was good to see them start to look in sync offensively. Sonny Michelle got the start because the injury to Henderson, who wasn't fully out, but got the start. Um, it's just, yeah, Rams beating up on a bad team. It, it seems like good teams beat bad teams. There you go. It's spelled out. There you go. <laughs> and then finally, the Cardinals beat up on the Bears, 33-22. to uh, This was a bad game to watch. It was really rainy. Um, mm -hmm. Everything was slipping around. I'll tell you what. Oh, oh that's the timer. But oh, uh, if, You spend uh, a little time. Yeah, if you if you are playing Kyler Murray in the playoffs, you better slick that field, friend, because he's got tiny little baby hands, oh. and that fucking ball was slipping out left and right. That's true. That's true. He uh, yeah, he was dropping it. He did though get four touchdowns total, two touchdowns, two rushing. Dalton threw four interceptions. He's back to the bench as it seems like uh, Fields is healthy. He's going to get the start again. Um, you know, we brought up that uh, it was supposed to be. Uh, the first head coach out the door, you know, was going to be this Bears head coach, but Matt Nagy remains. Um, is are we not going to see any? I I feel like at this point, five games left. You know, you'd almost be doing it out of spite. What's the point? Yeah, at, at this point, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're four and eight. They're really an outside shot to make the playoffs. And like I said, the Bears traditionally have not fired head coaches during the season. True. Um, 
if he misses the playoffs, there's no way he stays with this team. But yeah, to that point, why do you want unless he gets absolutely throat fucked by the Packers this week? Then that's enough of an embarrassment where you can be like, all right, get your shit, get out. Because it's on prime time too. They didn't move it because they still got the eyes. It's Chicago. There's one team there, and you and and Bears fans will watch. Man, they're going to watch. So, uh, yeah, it's not flexed out. Bears at Packers is uh, Monday night. Can we start that one? Yeah, it's Sunday night football. Bears at Packers. Since we've been talking about it, let's segue to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's an easy pick though. Packers. Yeah feel pretty good. I mean, Justin Fields is going to be starting, so he might have a couple fun plays. But, yeah, the Packers are way better than the Bears. Um, if the Bears keep this close, Nagy keeps his job. If the Packers blow him the fuck out, it might be embarrassing enough that Nagy's like, I think I'm just going to fucking go. <laughs> like, I think yeah. I'm just going to fucking resign. Uh, well, he won't resign. He'll get fired. But, yeah, I think he'll be out either way. Obviously, I think Packers are going to win, but when I think of who I would cheer for when watching this game it's a tough one in my shoes this right now because yeah I, my blood rivals are the bears and but i hate the packers as well the packers are doing much better but at this point it doesn't matter to me and gonna catch the packers or the bears catching me i don't care about either anymore after last week so yeah i don't know maybe i will cheer for the bears in this game just f- for the f- yeah for the shits and giggles, but I Packers will win. So it's just a way of, again, get, not getting my way. <laughs> um, let's talk about some more stuff that's happening uh, for week 14. The Colts and the Dolphins have bye weeks. This is last mm-hmm. week for the bye, ladies and gentlemen. We go full slate after this for the rest of it, but that means we're going to get some Saturday games. And the college football season's ending, so that day is opening up. Which sounds great, but also means, oh, shoot, we're getting near the end. And then after playoffs, and there's nothing to do on Sundays. Mm, but that's yeah. scouting. That's scouting. There you go. Um, so, yeah, Colts and Dolphins, no games this week. Jaguars at Titans. Jaguars at Titans. Titans coming off the bye. What do we think? <laughs> God, what a buzzsaw. Jaguars like, wow, we really got our shit pushed in on that one. Uh, who we got next? Oh, the division-leading Tennessee Titans, and we're going to their house. Well, all right. Should should I break a broom handle and shove it up my ass, or do you want to let them do it? Like, God, the Jaguars are just abysmal, and it doesn't ever ease up. Like, Urban Meyer has got to be thinking about getting out of here. I don't, I don't think he will, not this season. But holy shit, he's got to think about it every day. He's got to be thinking about co-ed ass cheeks and getting the fuck out of Jacksonville. <laughs> T- Titans uh, had that awesome win streak and then dropped two bad ones. Right before this bye week. So, yeah, they just been lamenting on that and stewing. Um, so, yeah, I think Vrabel and the gang come out swinging, and the Jaguars have already, you know, put away the clubs for the winner. So, oh, yeah. Titans win it. Uh, I agree with you, and we'll see if it keeps itself off the two-minute no offense. I don't want to be mean to Jaguars, but, you know, give me a reason to talk about you. Give me some Jaguars news. Yeah. <laughs> And then Monday Night Football, Rams at Cardinals. We got an NFC West matchup that could just finally decide the division for good this year. Yeah, I mean, this is a primetime game. This is what you want. This is, you know, two playoff-bound teams playing an early one, division rivalry. This is fucking nice. And I will say this. I'm going to give this one to L.A. 
Okay. I'm going to give this one to L.A. going on the road playing against the Cardinals. I was not really impressed with the Cardinals' defense uh, mm-hmm. this last game. I thought they let the Bears get away with way too much. Sure, they got some picks on Andy Dalton, but they were letting them get away with way too fucking much. I think this is going to be kind of a surprise Rams win. Um, I still think the Cardinals are going to win the division, but they're going to make it just slightly tighter uh, heading into the back back five. Yeah, Bears didn't have, like, Bears' offense was pretty bad heading into that game, and they had success. Uh, Jakeem Grant showing up in that, you know, late trade or whatever. So uh, that's true. Maybe the Cardinals are getting a little tired of it. Um, but they got um, Murray back. They got Hopkins back. Now they're going home with these guys. I think they're they're going to look good on primetime for, for the crowd. I like the Cardinals in this one. So, Dan, I'm going against you on that pick. Yep. Uh, the only two different so far. Is that right? Just the two. Here we so. go. Uh, let's talk about – this was another really good one, and let's stay in the NFC West. 49ers, they lost to the Seahawks in Seattle 23-30. to um, A tight one back and forth. These two teams always play each other tight. It doesn't matter if one has three wins and the other has you know nine or ten. It's just going to be a good one when it's Niners and uh, Seahawks. Um, Garoppolo, two touchdowns but two picks. Kittle came up big because he got both those touchdowns. But the Niners were the ones who uh, raced it back. Uh, at the half, it was 23-21. And then um, the uh, Seahawks put just nine on in the second half, a safety. And then the right touchdown, am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. Or they and settle it's, for field goals. Interception led to a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. This one had a chance to be game of the week. I mean, San Francisco yes, went – San Francisco went the entire length of the field on that final drive and just stalled the right there at the Seattle three. Yeah. Fucking brutal, man. It was it was tough. I mean, yeah, I George Kittle had a fucking amazing game. Jimmy Garoppolo had a Jimmy Garoppolo game. Uh, you know, we saw under three hundred yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. This is what the fuck you're paying for this guy. Um this does not tombstone San Francisco. It makes things tougher for them. Um, you know, they're still They've still got an inside track on a wild card because the NFC is so fucking bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think this moves the needle in terms of how I feel about them. I feel like they are a mid-level team right now. And Seattle just, you know, kind of got kind of got uppity for a division game. I don't think it means anything for Seattle either. No, you're right. Se- Seattle's got some issues. In fact, they lost Jamal Williams for the season. Torn Jamal Labrum. Adams. Adams. I wrote Williams, and you're right. It is Adams. Jamal Adams, torn labrum. Um, he's done for the season. That that trade's not turning out great right now. No. Um, but it was, you know, they, something, an exciting win. Russell Wilson's having a bad year. Uh, this will be one of his worst uh, stat-wise, and I'm sorry, uh, record-wise by the end. Um, I don't think the Niners are dead either. This Yeah, this was a trip-up one. They didn't have Debo. Debo is most of their offense, as we know. <laughs> So when he comes back healthy, which should be soon, I think they get it. They get it right. The Seahawks are going to Houston. They're playing the Texans. Got news that the Texans just released Zach Cunningham. He's done. Uh, last week he was inactive because he was late to a COVID testing, and now he doesn't even play for them. <laughs> and they, I mean, this is just one of those things where like he will immediately be picked up by another team. Uh, yeah, he is he's. A, He's a good linebacker. He's a starter. He's a guy that can immediately help you, especially if you're a team that has linebacker issues headed into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, you sit him for like a week or two, let him learn the system. He's a smart guy. You know, he's not 
he's a veteran. Um, but yeah, this is David Cully being like, the rules are the rules. But like, motherfucker, you're two and ten. Like, you need talent. And I don't think David Cully is going to be the guy in three years. I think David Cully is the guy that's like, I'm going to make everybody do things right until we get talented, and then I'll be gone. <laughs> um, yeah, and losing a guy like Zach Cunningham doesn't make you a better football team. You might believe it makes you a more cohesive one, but I I don't think that matters at this point in the year. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe I don't know how to build the emotional morale of a team. Yeah, yeah, that's what this seems like it is, that, that, that type of a releasement. So we'll see what happens with Mr. Cunningham from here. Um, let's talk about Chargers-Bengals. This one was not a close game, but it was a surprising one. Well, it actually it wasn't close, then it was, and then it wasn't again. Yeah. Chargers 41, Bengals 22. It was 24 to nothing Chargers with 10 minutes in the second. But then by halftime, it was 24 to 13, and then it was 24 to 22 in the third. So, And then when we go to the end score, 41-22. This was a wild one, but Chargers win it. Not surprising to me who picked these Dan Chargers picked to go on the road. It. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one, too, because that was a surprising upset pick. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the Chargers, you know, needed to get that bad taste out of their mouth. The Bengals need to figure out who the fuck they are. Um, you know, Joe Burrow needs to play better. Uh, 300 yards and two interceptions is not is not going to do it, man. He's just not, not going to be able to get it done like that. Joe Burrow needs to be better. Joe Mixon is doing everything he can. Joe Burrow needs to improve. This is your second year. You are the face of this franchise. You've got to get better as a player. T. Higgins is turning out. Jamar Chase having good game after good game. You know, they seem to want to limit his explosiveness um, as defenses are playing him. But, yeah, this this Bengals team can do it. They've got everything. They've got a good pass rush. They've got a good defense. They've got a good starter. They've got good wide receivers. They cannot lose games like this at home to the Chargers to be a respectable force in the AFC. That being said, the Chargers needed this win badly, and now with Mike Williams leaving with uh, COVID protocol, uh, the rest of the year is going to be pretty tough. One thing that also made this game crazy was the turnovers. It was wild ones. Um, One of Burrow's interceptions was a pretty nice pass to um, Chase, who just hits him in the hands and bounces right back to a Chargers player and is heading the right next direction and and far distance, too. And then there was a fumble by Eckler that uh, led to a touchdown. No, it was a touchdown. He picks it up, scoop and score. And then there was a mix and no, the mix and fumble is a scoop and score. Eckler had a fumble, though, too. There's so much of this that was going on back and forth in this game. It just got wild. But, um, yeah, so uh, fluctuating scores. I question both both these teams in the AFC if they got a shot. I, I think both of them could make the playoffs, but then they seem like an early exit team. They're not going to win their divisions because I like teams in their divisions better, which means they're a road team. So... I could see one of them upsetting somebody getting hot, but I don't I don't expect it. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I think both of these teams fit the bill of wild card perfectly. Yes, yes. You know, these are both wild card teams. This is what you're supposed to have with a wild card team. A young team that you don't know what you're going to get on any given week uh, does have a chance to beat a better team from time to time. Uh, but yeah, these two are wild card teams. They are not division winners, not just yet. Um, that being said, I think the I think the Chargers and Bengals are still pretty close to the top of their division. They're just 
in a different class. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that. Um, 49ers are playing in Cincy. They're playing the Bengals. 49ers-Bengals is an old Super Bowl matchup from the 80s. It was Esiason, and uh, it was certainly... um, Boomer in Montana. Montana, yeah. Okay, Boomer, yeah. So 49ers-Bengals. Who do you like in this one? So I'm actually going to take the Bengals. Um, I know the 49ers travel well. Um, I know that a running game always travels well, so that'll help the 49ers. But, uh, yeah, the Bengals have got to win. They can't lose two at home in a row. And if they lose two at home in a row, I think they will slip out of uh, their spot in the wild card. So the Bengals have got to have this. The 49ers at 6-7 and would still be in it in the NFC. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the better games this week. This is one of the coin flippers, as I like to say. I think uh, Niners at Bengals is going to be a fun one to watch. So 325 kickoff, cool. I I like the uh, Niners. I like the Niners on the road here. Okay. You're right. I It's going to be a tough one, so I'll go opposite, yeah, I guess. Um, Bengals are a youthful team, and I think the Niners will just uh, control the ball. I think the Bengals will get a little exciting they maybe will put up a lot of points but the Niners might keep that ball away from them enough that uh it'd be tough for the Bengals to do so so I'll take San Francisco but yeah I don't know Bengals could win it I could see it easily going that way yeah and then Giants at Chargers that was never a Super Bowl matchup (laughs) we know that so Chargers only been there that one time right so uh what do we think of this one happened in 2021 Giants at Chargers Oh, absolutely, the fucking Chargers. Uh, you know, this is a this is a really bad Giants team traveling across the country to play a Chargers team that is putting it back together and needs it desperately. Hmm. This would be a fucking shock. Uh, I I think Glennon is going to start this game as well. And if he doesn't start this game, uh, who the fuck was it? It's like uh, some fucking third stringer. If uh, yeah, if Glennon doesn't pass concussion protocol, the Giants are prepping Jake Fromm. Oh, Georgia's famous Jake Fromm, former backup in Buffalo. Yeah, this is yeah, this is absolutely two hours ago. Though, Je- Joe Judge is optimistic Mike Glennon will start. Okay. Yeah, wait, and someone is optimistic Mike Glennon's going to start. That's a horrible. <laughs> Coach is optimistic he's going to be healthy, but yeah, optimism is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, really strong. Yeah, I mean, whatever happens, I, the fucking Eli Manning could return to the Giants. It wouldn't matter. Uh, this is Chargers. It's going across the country. It's a late game. Yeah, Chargers all the way. I don't know. I, I, Giants still have a lot of talent on their team, but I, I don't. I know about the the game. Chargers will win the game, but I don't know about if if the Giants had like a couple other star players better. If Eli in his prime was back in there, maybe he got a chance against these Chargers team. But yeah, and if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. I don't know what the fuck to tell you here. So. <laughs> That she would be a bicycle. There you go. Um, I like the Chargers as well. Let's uh, let's talk about Monday Nighter. Let's talk about the Monday Nighter this week, which was Patriots 14, Bills 10. Dan, I got you on this one. It's true. On the picks um, because it was uh, it was a windy one. It was another uh, in the elements type game. Though they, 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 they tease us with these in the pregame stuff when they show like Blur, blowing flurries. You can't even see across the field. Uh, I'm going to throw the ball up in the air. It's going to go behind me stuff. And then the game starts and it's like, yeah, I see a little snow over there. And yeah, that punt went 12 yards. 
I don't know. Some of it seems a little disappointing when they don't see the flurries in the air. I did at the end of this game, but uh, it was still obvious that the the winds were causing some issues in this one. Yeah, when I mean, it caused way more issues for Josh Allen, who is not a famously accurate individual anyway. Mm. Um, throws a tight spiral, but has always struggled a little bit with accuracy. But when your wide receivers are trying to like turn their body, make circus catches every single fucking time that's that's really bad the patriots made a decision in the game planning of this game that they're like we're just not gonna throw this fucking thing ever yeah and they rushed the ball over 40 times mac jones threw the ball thrice he threw the ball three times for less than 20 yards that was the game plan and it worked Yep. Anyone who watched this game, it just became a joke. It became a like, are is he? Are they still gonna? And then was doing it, and it was working to as much as it needed to. It was working as much as it needed to. Um, but if you look at the stats, Patriots as a team had 210 yards on 33 carries. That's 6.4 yards per carry. That's success every every day. That's success. Um, Damian Harris himself had 10 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. He must have gotten most of that on the one long run, but uh, yeah. he was gouging them mostly for, yeah, for the rest of it. Um, Armande Stevenson had most of the carries, 24 of them. But uh, Belichick, before the game, apparently was wearing a Navy mask. <laughs> on over his face like face mask for navy and navy's just famous for never throwing the ball and said something about like that the game really set up like a 1964 navy versus citadel game oh he called the bills citadel that's the most insulting fucking thing i've ever heard he he, and he loves this like history shit where you can can bring this up and i mean if there was a game and a team you know that he could do this to or he's like i'm just gonna go back to like just just running it running it like like the olden days games i'm gonna do it to buffalo in the cold in their house and we're gonna and they're gonna i'm gonna beat them with it i mean you know that he was relishing this all the way through well the, the funniest thing is um as bad as the jets have been this past 20 years or so the team that the Patriots have owned has been the Bills. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Bills have been the fucking absolute punching bag. They've been decent, but God, they've been a punching bag for the Patriots for years. And, like, embarrassingly so. Yeah, Bill Belichick, and I love that Sean McDermott was like, well, you know, let's not give Bill Belichick too much fucking credit. Yeah. Really? Don't give him too much credit for taking the soon-to-be rookie of the year the offensive rookie of the year and be like yeah just don't throw the fucking ball you don't need to we're gonna run it down these motherfuckers throats <laughs> sean mcdermott's defense got embarrassed in the run game and he's just being a bitch about it i still hate sean mcdermott yeah but what a wild game I mean, it was it was 11 to 7 patriots at the half because when the patriots got their first touchdown they just went for two yeah um it was yeah it was obvious what they were doing and to that credit it lined up the wet the weather and everything lined up perfectly like the Bills and the way the Bills play for success is opposite to when they get weather in that stadium that's not built high enough off the ground to cause issues with the wind and when he throws the ball near. So it's it's coming back to bite their own butts kind of thing here. And poor Buffalo, now it's a really big uphill battle to win this division. And you're probably looking at a wild card spot. Yeah, I feel like Buffalo kind of lost the division with this loss. Because um, it's two down. 
plus yeah, this, so three. Well, you're two. You're two and a half down. You know, two and a half. Yep. You're two and a half games down. They beat you at home at your house, and beat you kind of embarrassingly. Like I'd be, I'd be really shocked to see the Patriots lose this division. I would be shocked to see the Bills not make the playoffs. But right now, the AFC has a bunch of really good teams, and one of them is not going to make the playoffs. The NFC has a bunch of really bad teams, and some of them are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's which it's we were kind of here last thing. year, too. Yeah, kind of, that's true. Um, New England Patriots have a bye week, week fourteen. They they get to to rest Mac Jones's arm, thankfully. Oh yeah, <laughs> good. So glad the Patriots get to rest late in the season. They're not used to that shit. <laughs> uh, that's true. This this bye week, yeah, it's pretty favorable for these patriots there how about yeah. that um we got a couple more games to talk about here from last week let's talk about the buccaneers they beat the falcons uh controlled it tom brady another four touchdown over 300 yard game he's, he's kind of stacking those up this year it's his sixth game this season with four touchdowns um gronkowski had two of them their defense had five sacks and on the other side of the ball is russell gage had a good game 11 catches, 130 yards. I think he fumbled once, but otherwise good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson still being Cordero Patterson. He's still effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's funny watching this Falcons team. You're like, you guys aren't very good, but it seems like you're having way more fun than you were over the past couple of years, so good for you. They <laughs> hung in this one. embarrassing. Yeah, it was a three-point game at half. It was 20-17, to 17, but they didn't put in any points on the second half. No. Um, their defense kind of kept control of it they didn't tampa didn't keep driving the field like they did in the first half but it was enough they they controlled the game uh chris godwin had a good game over 150 from the scrimmage so uh tampa's gonna be there again tampa's gonna be there again and since they did it last year this team knows it they know the route there so i think you know in the nfc i'm looking at it, it, Dan, you're a Cowboys fan. You want them to to go there. I think you, your biggest worries are like Packers and Bucks. I'm I'm not worried about the Bucks. Um, okay. After after playing them week one, I feel like we could beat them if we if we had another shot at them. That was a long um, time ago. Yeah. That being said, I mean the Cowboys have got to get their fucking issues under control. But a fully loaded Cowboys versus a fully loaded uh, Tampa team, I like my chances again. Um, so yeah, I, I mean maybe we won't see him till the NFC Championship game, but mm. uh, yeah, this Tampa Bay is a good team, but they're not unbeatable. Um, the Falcons showed you they can you can go toe to toe with them the whole time. Um, they've got a lot of abilities. Leonard Fournette running well, didn't have a great game in this one, but did everything they asked him to do. Um, mm. And yeah, if Brady keeps getting wide receivers thrown out of the league due to uh, COVID violations, uh, I guess we'll find out. I can't wait to find out that Tom Brady's COVID vaccine sheet is is forged. That'd be <laughs> thrilling. It makes sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Antonio Brown's done now. Well, until he figures out another way back in, we'll see. Um. I <laughs> just talented. figured everybody's so tired of hearing about him. Yeah. Um. Let's hi- so for next week. This is a, a good one. I want I want to watch too. Bills at Buccaneers. Um, Bills need it desperately. Bucks got to keep it going too. Uh, these are two teams that uh, you know they wanted to meet in the Super Bowl. Here we got them now. What do we like? <sighs> the Bills have got to have this game, and if the Buccaneers take this game, I feel like they've got a really good sh- like inside track. 
to I mean they they put the division away. This puts the division away if they win this game. Bucks, I think the yeah. Bills need it more. I think they are desperate for it. I think the Bills will win this one on the road. They will squeak this one out against the Buccaneers. And if not, that's another embarrassing loss for the Bills and they're in free fall. They and Bills don't have a like cakewalk. They still got to play New England again in New England. Um yeah, I think Tampa's got a good control of this division. I don't think they're too worried about that. They could, yeah, they could uh, sleepwalk this one. I, if they don't, I think they're the better team. So what I'm going to do is pick the Buccaneers. So I'm going opposite you again in this one, Dan. Um, because I, yeah, I think they've been playing better. I think they're so I, I have more faith that the Buccaneers will be will be better in this one. But if they if they do sleepwalk it, then the Bills will take it because the Bills desperately need it that's true and then the falcons the falcons like you said they're not dead yet but one of the people they got to get by is the carolina panthers and this game is in carolina and if i remember the first matchup the game in atlanta was quite a big uh panthers win the panthers going to do that again dan without the bye week i think atlanta's got a much better chance Coming off the bye week, I think Carolina, that defense is still really, really good. If they can get Cam Newton's decision-making under control um, and let that defense kind of thrive the way I think they're capable of, I think this is a Carolina win. Panthers are coming off the bye. Uh, the The win was not as big as I thought it was. It was 19-13 to 13 Panthers win in Atlanta. So this is the divisional game. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a tight one. I'll take Panthers, too. I think Panthers at home. They'll control it. Uh, Falcons are, you know, they'll be in it. They'll put some points on the board, but they they have their own issues too. So I like the Panthers. Okay, Dan, just leaves us with one more game to talk about from this last week, and that was the Eagles win. Saved it for the end for you. You're Ugh, welcome. Yuck. <laughs> they, they beat the Jets 33-18. to 18. Uh, Minshew Mania was back, if only for the week. Um, and you know what? I know you don't like the Eagles, but we got to enjoy uh, Gardner out there uh, just smiling, having a great time. He gets two touchdowns. The game was tight, uh, just the Jets didn't do anything with points after their touchdowns. Extra points missing, two-point conversions not converting. Couldn't do it, so it was 24-18 to 18 at the half, and then, again, they were another one of these teams that just didn't, didn't put any points up in the second half. Well, what do we say? Uh, first half is game plan, second half is talent. And mm-hmm. uh, the Jets are just not very talented, but they were in this thing. You know, this was this was a one-score game at the half, and uh, yeah, they just couldn't. Yeah, they just couldn't get it done. Uh, Zach Wilson's got a lot of work to do. Uh, Robert Sala's got a lot of work to do. That being said, Gardner Minshew made himself some money next year, so good for him. Um, he won't be an Eagle next year uh, unless the Eagles go. Yeah, we've lost all confidence in Jalen Hurts. We're going to trade him for a conditional first-round pick. Uh, I'd be like, God damn it. Stop getting these conditional first-round picks. You can't keep getting away with it. God damn it. But, uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew was fun in this game, um, and the Jets were not, and that's always the difference. He, uh, Minshew, after, is is racing on the the sidelines, high-fiving everybody and stuff, and there's this video of him finding some guy who had an Eagles Minshew jersey to have him sign, and he just thought it was the best thing. He goes nuts because he's out there. Um, yeah, so Gardner wants to play. He wants to be out there. And uh, some of the plays he was making, I don't know, after so many, you know, three years now of watching Kirk uh, check down, sometimes you're like, yeah, man, 
I know he's going to throw more interceptions, but this could be a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> I don't. It's not telling him I want Gardner Minshew to start for me. I just want him, you know, to be a backup who comes in and be a gunslinger when you yeah. need it. He is um, not risk averse, uh, Gardner Minshew. Right, right. So the Eagles are again one of these teams. I think that are up in this uh, for the NFC. Um, another one we need to talk about uh, is. Well, this is a good segue then. I'll just lead right into it. Saints at Jets. Saints should be a team that could get back into this talk too because Alvin Kamara is supposed to be back. Um, There's also maybe some other people getting healthy here for them uh, at the end of the year. I don't think they lost like uh, the cornerback that that was been out for a while and stuff. for. Oh, Lattimore? Lattimore, right? He's supposed to still be back this year? Yeah, I think he'll be back. So Saints are getting healthy. Obviously, they're still playing the Jets, so maybe they're going to be favored either way, but they've been in free fall for like a good month and a half now. What do you think in this one, Dan, Saints and Jets? Uh, I think it's going to be Saints. The Saints were not a bad team. They stayed with us. Um, they've got a decent defense, and if if Hill's hand is fixed and he can throw a little better than he, he did against the Cowboys, I think that's a really good chance. Like I said, this Jets team's just not very talented. There's talent in uh in New Orleans they just haven't been able to get it going I mean there's just they're bereft of talent at the quarterback position I was kind of thinking the Taysom Hill thing was just a Thursday experiment he's going to get the start here against the Jets too I don't see why I wouldn't uh right. you know four interceptions doesn't help but rushing for 100 yards sure does so I think at this point yep he's starting Peyton's either thinking all right the year is over and let's have some fun or I think we can really win this with this fucking weird freak quarterback situation I've got going on, so let's see what we can make happen. They could sneak into the playoffs. Uh, Saints are one of those two bubble teams now, I think. Um, and then, Dan, here's an early Christmas gift for you. The Philadelphia Eagles are on a bye week. I pick them to lose. <laughs> I still pick them to lose. Um, but that's it, guys. We just we hit all of the games. We're still here. Again, though, this is this is therapy. It makes you feel better when you talk it through with <laughs> with your good friend. Um, we've all been here, right, Dan? We've had these bad years. You you've watched the games where you should beat the bad teams and, and you drop them. Yeah, man i've I've watched a I've watched a lot of bad Cowboys football. I've watched a lot of good Cowboys football, and uh, I'll tell you what. I sometimes I worry that the bad stuff has taken more hold of my heart than the good mm-hmm. um as much as i still love the cowboys man i sure would love the sorbet of a super bowl to cleanse the palate of these <sighs> you know dallas cowboys and I'm, I'm sure you'd like the same thing <laughs> every every team but one and no that's not true i was gonna say every team but one ends the season on a loss but that's that's not true only one team ends the season really feeling very good Everybody True. else, yeah, losing records or, or losing at the end. Um, let's catch up on picks. We were only picking three different this week. So like we said, uh, it was going to split some way in the Monday night or split it that I am ahead of you by one. Ah, Just one game, 116 for you, Dan, 117 for me. It's getting to that point, and I don't think it's been this close this late where we're going to have to like – you know, if I'm ahead by a point, I'm going to have to pick every game so I'm not just picking exactly with you. So I just keep that. I don't think either of us would ever do that. but No, I, I don't think either of us is playing prevent pick defense. Right, right. 
but it, it's getting tight. It's getting tight here at the end. But hey, look at look at our totals up against any of these quote unquote experts. You'll see we're there. I feel good about it. Um, but that's our that's our show. Uh, I've just got here uh, a crazy stat, Dan, because we've got I've just got one, but I want to kind of get this idea in everyone's head of where we're going with these playoff picture. It's still. Only one team, the Houston Texans, are not playing in the postseason. Even the Detroit Lions are not fully eliminated. In fact, technically, the Jaguars, at the same record, are not fully eliminated. Right. the The Atlanta Falcons are one game behind San Francisco for a final playoff spot, and the Falcons have a worse point differential than the Lions. Oh, brutal! So here we are. That's my crazy stat. That's our show, you guys. Um, I'm hoping for just, you know, a week, a little more fun than the last, uh, little cheerier. Even if the Vikings don't win, I guess it, it, it'll be over quicker this week and I can, can, can forget about it by Sunday <laughs> and enjoy the rest of the games. But, um, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it's, there's still, uh, five games left here this regular season before we're heading into the postseason. So. I'm going to enjoy every bit of it, as much of it that I can. Dan, I think you should do the same. But uh, can you give the people any parting words of wisdom? It's actually uh, kind of in line with that. No matter where you are uh, in your season right now, remember, this is the playoffs before the playoffs. You're going to see a heightened level of play. They, The NFL did a great thing a couple years ago where they went, you know what, let's put a fuck ton of division games at the end of this thing. So let's keep it wild. Every single division is up for grabs. Technically, the NFC North is still up for grabs. Uh, Technically, the NFC South is still up for grabs. Shit, I hate to say it, but the NFC East is still up for grabs. Everything in the AFC, everything in the NFC can still, in these next five games, go completely topsy-turvy. Will that happen? We'll find out. That's right. It's time to get that playoff calculator out, folks. Tis the season. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. Uh, We'll be back next week. I am Scott. And this is Dan. You enjoy those games of football. We will attempt to do the same. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.